1: You're listening to Voice of Aroha from Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. We are excited to bring you another episode of the series of the special episode that we are looking at the local um, council's election. And today we have a special guest in the studio. Before I introduce the guest, I would love also to introduce my co-host, Ben.
0: Ben, how are you doing today? Very well. Tenatato, tato. Uh, Salam alaikum. Salam. Um, Benevidos, Benavidos, uh, thank you very much listeners uh, for tuning in and we have an ex- exciting guest today and I'm really looking forward to uh, um, our, our guest today. Um, shall I introduce or do you want to introduce? As you like,
1: go ahead. No, no, you I'm do fired it. fired with the questions. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you introduce.
1: So we have a special guest, Andy Foster, current mayor and also candidate for the 2023 election, right?
2: I hope it's the twenty twenty two election. It was twenty twenty-three, it's a very long election campaign.
1: There we go. That was a little bit more putting you for the third um but Andy it's thank you so much for coming pleasure. here. Yep. And so for the people who are listening to us, can you a little bit first question is tell us who you are and why you are standing again for
2: that? So you want a little yeah. bit of my my, my yes. personal background. Um, well, I've been uh, a long-term Wellingtonian. Um, arrived here as a six-year-old. Um, lived mostly in the western suburbs. Been in Karori for mumble mumble years. <laughs> it's <quite> got <laughs> close to fifty years. Um, uh, I'm uh, I'm married with uh, two two children. Um, one just one's just escaped the teenage years, and one is still a teenager. Happy um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, you know I. have my my passions. I love love sport, um, particularly particularly football. It's my, my favourite sport, but love being in the outdoors as well. Um, and a passionate environmentalist. I was a, a founder trustee and, and part of the the, the, um, uh, the group of uh, of visionaries, I guess you could say, who set up Zealandia, uh, going way back um, thirty years, mm. uh, which is also the time that I um, you know I've been involved in the council. Um, and you know I for me um, being involved in the council has been a, an opportunity to work with people. Uh, to try and make a difference for our, our city and um, it's, it's it's great to be able to look around and go I've contributed to a whole lot of different things that make our city a, a better place and, and obviously as Mayor I can do that in, in spades which mm. I've uh, it's, it's a great honour to do that.
1: That's really awesome to hear that. And, and so you've been for a long time in the council. Mm-hmm. Tell me, how is that feeling when it's every time it's come to the election and you start or doing a campaign? How you feel about that?
2: Yeah, um, I mean, elections are, uh, if you haven't gone through an election, um, I'm not necessarily saying I recommend it. But, <laughs> but it, it's, it's certainly a time when you put everything, you put your hopes, your dreams, mm-hmm. your aspirations uh, on the line. Uh, you hope that uh, the community says yep we, we, we see you you've done a, done a good job and, and and we want you to keep doing that job mm-hmm. um, but I've seen how hard it is too for people uh, I've seen people who have had those hopes and dreams crushed mm-hmm. uh, and that that's really really tough uh, so uh, it's um, you know it's it's there's parts of it which you go that this is this is great it's great to be out in front of the community and and, and talking about the issues but we can do that all the way through the three years. We don't have to just do that at the election time. Mm. Uh, the election just brings that extra extra stress and that extra, um, uh, you know, extra uncertainty.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And just you tapped on something about dreams and passion. Mm. Would love to ask you, you have been many years in the council, mm. what was the core issues before when you started and at now? Do you think there is this kind of some similar issues that is still going on and not been solved really?
2: Oh, look, no, the issues are always different. Um, but they're always the same at the same time. So uh, when I stood originally, um, the three the three things that I, I focused on, I wanted a council that listened. I wanted a council that, um, that cared for the environment, uh, and I wanted a council that was you know looked after the the finances. If I went back to the nineteen uh, the the council the councils it was at the time, we had we literally had sewage on the beaches every day, um, mm. and the council hadn't fixed that. Uh, our environment was in a terrible state. Um, this was pre Zalandia, pre outer Green Belt. There was virtually nobody involved in looking after the environment in terms of the, the, the community. Um, I can remember we had, you know, possums running up and down our, our balcony basically every day. Um, you know, that was that was the state of play there. Um, and the council at that time it, it was just financial catastrophe after financial catastrophe. Now mm. people might say, Well, you know, <laughs> it's changed sometimes, but, but it has changed out of sight. it's a much more professional professional approach. Um, you know, we we have a um, you know, a, a much better approach to to mm. j- just just around those the, the environment's changed out of sight which I'm really really proud of. Uh, so, some things go round in cycles, mm-hmm. but other things definitely change, and our city is just so different than it was, um, you know, back then.
1: Yeah, awesome.
0: Uh, let's just change the gear slightly a <laughs> bit. I think most of the Wellingtonians and our listeners actually know you very well. Um, well, they think they do. Um, <laughs> let's uh, have a quick fire round
2: questions. Oh, we'll give it a go. All
0: right. Um, what was the last show, TV show you binged on? TV show that I
2: binged on? Might uh, be during look, lockdown. I, I'm probably <laughs> going to say Game of Thrones. Yeah.
0: Nice. Um, your favourite book?
2: Uh, Lord of the Rings. The
0: uh, music genre, um, um, genre. Genre, sorry. Yeah, genre. sorry.
2: Gosh. Oh look, I probably, I probably sort of fairly um, middle of the road, which probably might sound boring, but it's everything from you know the the the, the Stones and the Beatles and all that sort of thing through um, right the way through the to, to to more modern, but again still middle of the road sort of stuff. Tends rocker to be, then? Yeah, well, they're probably not so hard a rocker, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, oh. yeah.
0: Beer, wine, or neither?
2: A wine. Wine. Definitely, yeah. Red or white, it's all fine. <laughs> <laughs> PC or Mac? A PC.
0: Wellington or Welly? Wellington. Ponike or Fanganuiatara.
2: Can use either, actually. I mean, Fanganuatara to me is the great harbour of Tara. So it's, uh, I can use that comfortably for the harbour. I find that not quite the same for the, the construct of the city. Um, Ponike I will use sometimes for, for the city.
0: Hmm. Good answer. Hmm. Um, drive or public transport?
2: Sadly, I'm driving more than I'd like. It is an EV. So I feel a little less, a uh, oh. little less um, unvirtuous about that. But I do, when I can, I'd like to run or bike. Um, but I use the use the public transport sometimes too. Uh, mm. As mayor, you, you are racing around from one place to another rather a lot, um, mm. which makes it harder. Um, but you know, um, I try and use all of them a bit.
0: When was the last time you rode a bike?
2: Oh, a couple of weeks ago, probably. Oh. Yeah, but the, the, well, the last little while has been really, really busy. Uh, although I am hoping to get on the bike tomorrow. <laughs>
0: Any, um, do you use any of the cycle waste? That was a side question.
2: Yeah, of course. Yep.
0: What was your favourite meal that you've cooked for yourself?
2: Oh, gee. I, I was going to say I haven't <laughs> cooked for the last couple of weeks. Um, one of my go-tos is a, it's a halloumi chicken. Um, so that's a, yeah, one, nice. one, I, one I quite like doing.
0: Um, if you're running for a political party again, because you've run before, um, which one would it be?
2: if I was running for a political party, well, I have no intention of doing that. So. <laughs> <laughs> but if but, you were. But, look, I, I mean, I, th- I think, I do believe that there's a space in New Zealand for, um, for a, a middle-of-the-road party. I think what we need to do is bring people together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, what I don't like seeing is people being pulled apart, mm-hmm. so, you know, going harder right or harder left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've seen what that does, for example, in the US. And I think, I think we just need something that people can actually go bridges that gap rather than having the, the mm-hmm. larger parties being drawn outwards. To have them drawn inwards, so because there are so many things actually that I think is um, we need some certainty about, and we need some stability about. You know whether it's long-term planning around infrastructure or the environment, or um, you know the way our towns function, whether it's things like superannuation or education. All of those things need some stability, mm-hmm. and not not the seesawing that can happen if you've got you know the right and the left get pulled too far apart.
0: You described as um, uh, David Seymour as. Is- Doing well does that mean you're inclined towards the uh, ACT Party?
2: Oh, look, I, I no, I'm not actually, really saying, <laughs> no, I think, um, but I think he's. I think what I like about him is he's clear uh, with what he's saying, and he's he, he, when he articulates it, is you go, I can understand what he's saying, why he's saying it, the rationale behind it, um, and it feels very direct as opposed to wrapped around in, in politics. And so I, I admire that, mm. I, and I think any, everybody should be able to do to do that it doesn't matter where their political um you know where they, f- they sit on whatever the political spectrum and in inverted commas is
0: yeah mm. sounds quite open i'm going to leave that one open um what was your what was or what is your favorite restaurant in pony King?
2: Mm. look i i kind of always like a place with a view right. um so I, i'm i'm kind of kind of Say well, you know, if I was going to choose, I'd probably go somewhere along the waterfront, whether it's some, um, you know, Caracara or St John's or that, you know, mm. um, Harborside. You know, in that sort of that sort of area because it's it's kind of nice to actually have that that ambience or vibe. Um, yeah, those kind of places.
0: And finally, what's the single biggest issue facing Wellington, and what would you do about it?
2: Look, I don't think there is a single biggest issue. There's a mix of different issues. Um, And obviously, you know, we've got the infrastructure and the pipes and the opportunities we've got for, um, you know, for transformational change in transport. Uh, I think the other one is that we need to make sure that we we re-energise the central city in particular. So COVID's really knocked central cities around across the world. Um, Obviously, if you say to people, you've got to stay home, um, and you can't come into work, and you, you know, means you can't come into the cafes, the restaurants, the bars. You can't come and see shows. That hurts, and and so we are, we're, you know, you can see the city's coming back to life. We've still got another another few steps just to take to get the city really back fully humming. Um, and I think doing that it just makes the whole economy work better. It makes the society work better. It makes our arts and culture seem work better. So I'd probably say that's this probably the point of difference bit. But we've still got to fix all the infrastructure and in the and the pipes, etc. It's an arbitrary question to say what's the only one because there's never only one issue.
0: There is. I mean, I think what what we're trying to do here is um, because you do have quite an extensive um, a leaflet which I'm actually holding in front of me right yeah. now which uh, I'm sure most of us have actually seen but I think part of that is um, as well as your achievements as the focal point which um, specifically to our, our listeners we're trying to narrow it down so we ask the same questions to all our yeah, candidates no, that's fair enough too. Yeah. yeah
2: but in, in terms of in terms of what I put in, in my brochures and things like that I've always said to I, I need to provide you with detail. I need to provide you with specifics. I'm a lot, lot of the, you know, campaign manager and and my wife and so on will say you've got far too much, you've got far too much in there. But I think if you if you just have the bland generalities and the cliches, to me, that is not fair on on the electorate. And I, I, to be fair, I do see that rather too often uh, from from a whole range of different candidates, and have seen that for years. And I, I just don't think that's good enough. Fair
0: enough. Mm-hmm.
1: Good. That's awesome, Courier here, and so. I would love to ask you about some we got a little bit deeper about your current um, achievements mm. in this term. C- can you tell us like what was like in the major three major achievements you are proud of?
2: You keep putting numbers on things, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, look I think um well, the first one obviously getting the council through the training. Some people doubted we do that at one at one point uh, so we did that. Um again, and and supporting our, our city through um through the covid pandemic so we um, I Put in place a couple of uh, pandemic response packages, and um, to try and smooth things through as much as we could with uh, with COVID, and again the arts and culture sector. Um, but big big things have been uh, making responding to the pipes issues. Uh, so really stemp- uh, stepping up the amount of money that we put into um, into infrastructure. Uh, we built the biggest res- decided on and built the biggest reservoir the city has ever built, um, which is going to be commissioned in November um, in Mount Cook. Um, and then you know, making decisions on sludge treatment and, and, uh, and landfill. So, so getting those mm-hmm. infrastructure things are happening. Just, just around the corner, we've got the, um, the big pipe going up uh, Taranaki Street. That's part of making sure our wastewater infrastructure is, is resilient. We never, never end up with wastewater in the, in the harbour again. Um, and then in the transport area, it's, um, it's getting a deal out of the government on um, mass transit, or at least a mass transit route, um, the, the uh, new tunnel. And Reserve and I said specifically to them look if we're going to make mass transit work we have to have lots of people living close to it uh, to make it viable and so that means we have to we can't just have a a district plan which we have we've got a new district plan but we've got to have um, actually drive development there and we've got Mm -hmm. to work with the community to drive development there so we need an urban development agency which is something the previous council refused to do and the government's gone yeah look we agree with that and so we're working on that um, and then the other one probably, uh, another well, another one would be to say, um, again, the previous council um, ducked uh, trying to fix our social housing and our social housing is in a, it's a, it's in a state of, um, essentially it will be terminal financial decline if we don't do something. And so mm-hmm. um, I've got an agreement with government and um, I've got our council to take a brave step and say we're going to set up a community housing provider so we can look after our tenants better. Uh, we can um, fix the, the broken finances of the um of the, of the social housing unit and that allows us to start building more social housing so those are all good things mm-hmm. and then the final one i'll probably say is um, we've got the st james open um we've got Taikina coming on next year i've got to deal with te papa uh, to run it which will be absolutely awesome uh the town hall is coming along and that's a really complicated project um and we've made decisions about our um Matapihi, our central library which um it will be absolutely fantastic. It'll knock people's socks off when it's um, when it opens, which will be probably the beginning of twenty twenty six, end of twenty twenty five, beginning twenty twenty six, and it'll be so much um, more dynamic, more modern. Um, I think people will absolutely love it, and it'll, it'll just bring life to to Narco Civic Square and to the, the surrounding area. So, um, you know, those are some those are some big ones. Oh, and the, and the National School of Music too. We've got we've leased some land for the National School of Music building mm. next to the Michael Fowler Centre. So that's you know that's a really great statement for the arts and culture capital.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's oh, great. So th- this is what's... Th- th- that, the- that was one, wasn't it? <laughs> the- <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a mix of style, which is cool. So the other questions will follow. this. like, what what you will do something different for the current issues? Oh,
2: you mean what, what what's this? So that's the what yeah. we're doing and what's coming up. So the, the big things that are coming up for me... Um, well, obviously we, we carry on with the work on the pipes as i said in the next three years i think we'll get that the pipe network will be will be really resilient uh, in the central city and we'll keep on chipping away at the the water pipes um which the the, the data clearly shows have been earthquake damaged and that's why the you know we're getting a lot of, of of breakages there's definitely an earthquake element in that um but the big transformation will be in will be in the transport and urban planning area so in the ne- over the next three years we get into the detailed design you know where are we going to put that that second tunnel we get into we might even might just about get started with the basin reserve, which I, I think the design there looks absolutely great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll have, we'll have obviously made the decisions on what form of mass transit, doing the detailed design for that. And um, you know, with the Minister of Transport is very very keen to bring it forward. I'm very keen to bring it forward. Uh, Darren Ponto the chair of the mm-hmm. regional council, is very keen to bring this forward. So we're, we're keen to accelerate those. We'll have the the urban development agency will be up and going, um, and we'll be we'll have been talking with the community on that route about how we shape up those those communities we don't we don't just want to build houses we want to build communities Mm -hmm. um that's really really important and when we'll have that um, community housing provider done the library will be almost open the town hall will be open takina will be open Mm -hmm. there'll be lots of arts and culture events happening we'll have the fifa world women's world cup so you know we'll be be flying
1: that's cool to hear that and let's see if we will get in this year again but you remind me then something that i think it was last uh election is part of your campaign, there was one advertisement. So you thought, say, if you are stuck in traffic, vote for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Okay, cool. So Mm. I'm still stuck in traffic. I know. What is the solution?
2: Yeah, Yeah, look, it it does take a while to get these things through. I didn't say I'd fix it in three years. (laughs) (laughs) But I did say I want to get it fixed. And and so you know, one of the things I had to do was I did have to jump up and down to say I want a tunnel Uh uh, in the mix because there was a possibility we weren't going to get one um and so so i'm did, pleased did to have we got, got that the point. budget
1: approved now for them so, so
2: yeah so the, the government has said we're committed cool. um to the, to the to their part of the budget um and and now we, we work through the details i mean there will obviously be a fair there's a, a lot of a lot of things still to go through uh before we actually get there you know as i said the detailed design some of the detailed yeah. funding arrangements um but you know we're making we're making steps forward mm-hmm. big steps forward
1: Okay, and maybe one, one more question for me then jump to you. But the other question it's about, there is a people who are asking about the parking has been increased uh, in the rate of oh, charging mean, people yeah, and yeah, the yeah, plus yeah, the yeah. hour staying in the city from hmm. six it was before to eight. Hmm. Any, any change on why, why this is important? We need people to understand
2: that. Yeah, look, I, I, this is one of the areas I don't agree with the decisions of my council. I mean, we've got a, uh, a majority um, of, if you like, um, red-green councillors who, um, there are some of them who really don't like cars at all. Um, I just think we need to be pragmatic. So mm-hmm. I, I want more people walking, cycling, using public transport. So And we're, gonna, we're keeping on investing and in, in doing those things. Um, but we've got to make sure that we do those investments in a way that takes people with us Rather than just go bullet a again and say we're right, you're, you're you're wrong. Just live with it. That's not that's not the way to go. Um, but parking is still really important for people coming into the city. Um, you know, pe- we've got to give people choice, and um, particularly in the evenings and the weekends, where people want that sort of mobility uh, to move around to do multiple things. In the evenings, obviously, you know, you, you come in to come to a show, you come to um, come to a restaurant, etc. And so, for me, the um, the evening parking price is far too high. Uh, it's at five dollars. That's just to me it's just wrong. Yeah. Um, we one one thing I did get out during the pandemic earlier this year was that there was a proposal. In fact, it was it was it had been agreed um, to charge uh, Friday and Saturday nights. Now that's gone, so that's that's wow. a that's a plus. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but but I think you know you, you get down to a nominal a nominal charge, maybe a dollar an hour, that kind of thing at, at the weekends and um, uh, and evenings will be, be where I would like to be.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome, thank you. Just going back to the um, the, the
0: the housing um, issue, which is um, majority of our list listeners are actually from migrant and, yep. and refugee background, yep. and we try to focus the questions in terms of um, th- their needs and mm. and uh, those which are actually urgently seeking. Um, for example, uh, I'm sure you 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 set up the uh, mayor task force for um, IRRS for all. Yep. Um, was what Progress? Would you would you see, and your if you were elected into um, mayor again, um, how would you actually progress that, progress that forward, and how would you expand that enough so it's actually including those um, because at the moment there's actually quite a specific group and um, and uh, houses which are actually targeted. How would you go about expanding that?
2: So, so, just to explain what the community housing provider is. So, so we went to government and said, look, we would like as council. Uh, and for our council tenants to be able to be given IRS for all, um, and the government sort of went, no, not doing that. So we've got to keep on working on that. and We said we will keep on working on that, see if we can get anywhere with government. But we had to take the practical decision of making progress. I mean, it's it's all very well to stand there and go, well, I want I want perfection, so I'm not going to get not going to take any steps forward. And that's the problem that you know has happened in the past that people have gone, well, I want I want everything, knowing they're not going to get it. And it's just put us and our tenants in a worse worse position. So that what the community housing provider will do is that um, any new tenant from the 1st of July uh, next year will be able to be eligible for income-related rents, which is a step forward. Um, and any tenant in a new house that we build, same situation, they'll be el- eligible for, uh, for IRS. And... Um, and And so we start to we start to improve the situation i mean it's, it's better to improve the situation for some to start with that, than to stand on your high horse and improve the situation for nobody.
0: so they're actually covering the, the new tenants. Yep. what would happen to the current tenants yep. which so are we, like we current? have
2: We have um, put in place that we, there will be some assistance for them, but it's not going to be the same level of assistance. we'd like it to be IRS for all, um, but that is just not where the government is at. The government is, is really focused on. Building more houses, what they call additionality, mm-hmm. um, and and the current the current model is that every time because we charge seventy percent of the market rate, yep. every time we build a new house, we lose even more money. At the moment, our housing unit is losing thirty thousand dollars a day. By the time we get to ten years' time, if we did nothing, it'll be one hundred thirty thousand dollars a day. We can't do that, um, and if we and that is without building any new houses, mm-hmm. and that is without yep. fixing tenants' rents. Yeah. Um, so um, so we have to make some changes and that's exactly what we're doing. So um, what this will now allow us to do is to start, it will allow us effectively to charge the market rental, mm-hmm. the government supports that market rental so they pay, um, the, the tenant pays income related rent, we get the market rent and it makes building more housing affordable for us or for the, the community housing provider and then we can go and build more houses which of course is one of the things we absolutely need to do.
0: Do you think the percentage is actually fair? The the seventy percentage of market rate.
2: Uh, well, for, for, for some people that is too much, and that's one of the issues. We can't go. We, we can't fix our mm. business unit by pushing the price up, right. because our tenants can't afford to pay. Uh, and if we pull the but price do you think down, it's and fair? If, and if we pull the price down, yep. that thirty thousand dollars gets even worse, and we and so the business effectively the business goes effectively broke Mm. Um, so we are between the rock and the hard place which is why we've gone to we're going to set up a community housing provider to start fixing that problem for our tenants and for the council and for future tenants Mm.
0: just following from that I think part of in your recent interview for the strategy for migrants and refugees in Wellington um, you said you'll consult with um, in the Faith Council, yes, and um, the um, it was uh, multicultural. Multicultural in. Mm. do you think those two um, organizations actually fill enough space, and you don't need to consult anything?
2: Anyone no, else? no, look, I, no, I don't. That's a starting place. I, I right. think there's there's such a wide diversity of, um, well, there's such a wide diversity in our community. Mm. Um, I think what you're referring to there is should we have, we, we've sort of thought about whether we should have um, some sort of an ethnic advisory group. And we've, got a, we've got an accessibility advisory group, uh, we've got a youth council, we've got a Pacifica, um, we've now got a Takatapahi um, um, Rainbow uh, advisory group. Now, all of these um, are, you know, helping us to make decisions, um, but um, it's how do we do that in the ethnic community. And for me, I think it's, it's pulling together a wide range of people and saying, well, what is the best way for you to get your voices into council Mm -hmm. and i'm completely open-minded as to what that what that would look like um i just you know obviously i I meet quite regularly with the multicultural council i meet. Regularly with the Interfaith Council, who do a fabulous job bringing people together. Um, both of them do, uh, and I also spend a lot of time meeting with a, a wide range of our of our ethnic communities. I mean, in the last, you do in yeah. the last week, um, I've certainly met some of the, the. Well, last night it was some of the Chinese community. The day before it was the Indian community. Um, or we had the Japanese or the Sakai Association. I think it's not there's going, some Japanese yeah. involved in that. So it, you know, and and this is one of the things. The Jewish community a week or so ago, you know, um, but this is something I do all the time, and it's something I love about our city.
0: It's uh, so. Just following from that, I think is is a a question from the audience. Um, uh, It's from Dagi, and he says you refer to the African community at African um, as African Day at Ministry of Ethnic um, Community Hui. Yeah. Yeah, is that how you see African community here in Wellington?
2: I, I Af- think, Africa is a very large place with a very diverse number of um, indeed. A, a number I, th- I think yeah.
0: His his references, I think yeah. is um, a singular. I think the organizer is uh, Sammons. yes. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it, we, yeah. he's. Um, I think you referred to uh, you greeted the the rest of them uh, communities as um, individually, but you you saw Africans as Africa Day.
2: Look, I don't remember any particular wording there, but um, I, I absolutely recognise that there is a wide diversity of. I mean, crikey, that'd be like well, you, it, you cannot lump uh, anything into that. It's just that we happen to have the the Africa Day, which brings together you know people from you know Egypt to South Africa and every country in between, and um, and there's just enormous diversity there. So that's to be celebrated.
0: Yep. Just one last question. Just, I was going to say,
2: one of my good friends is over, and uh, he's gone back to Ethiopia at the moment, and uh, is, um, is is looking at some pretty good opportunities, exciting opportunities for us to do more um, between Wellington and and uh, Ethiopia. So that would be that would be very exciting.
0: Look forward mm. to that. That's, mm. That sounds great. Oh, we when we um, interviewed last week, um, our mayoral candidate, um, Tori Farno, she actually um, made a promise to set up a committee. And, uh um diversity community for ethnic communities focused um which hasn't actually been set up um in the previous and your mm. um mayor tenor um would you c- commit to something like that and and in your next uh, if you were elected into office
2: yeah well i mean that's exactly the kind of thing i'm, I'm talking about about and that but what we do is we have the the hui first and say to the the wide can we hold di- you to account what you what you can absolutely hold me to account is i will absolutely mm-hmm. be keen the only reason we haven't done it already is because of all the COVID disruptions etc it's quite a big thing to organize but to, we have that that conversation with our the the whole breadth of our um ethnic community and right. say well what is the best format is it a committee is it an advisory group? Is what is it? Um, so, as I said, I'm completely open minded, but I, I do believe that um, the the diversity, so we can say yes. the diversity of our community needs its voice heard. That, that 100% yes. Excellent.
0: Excellent. Excellent.
1: Yeah, great. Just following on that, so how, how you are in the art and culture, and how you would like a strategy to support and then culture more in our city? especially in uh, becoming we were talk, talking about diverse communities. Yeah. How we can like our uh, smaller communities get the opportunity to celebrate their culture and art if they yeah. want to do. Yeah.
2: Look um I mean arts and culture has many many um, forms um, and so I guess we're talking about it from a, um, a diverse cultural perspective so I mean we already mm. support a number of um, you know whether it's Pacifica or, or Diwali um, the, the Lunar New Year so that there's quite a number that we do but we need to, to do more of that mm. um, I regularly attended um, uh, events around Eid uh, for example or um, uh, and, and so those things are really are really really important I can remember uh, I think it was, was it 6,774 years or something like that. It was a very, very large number for you know Assuring Syrian history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, these these things are really, really neat. And one of the things that I have said, um, for example, I've been approached by both the Greek community and the uh, Indian community, and said, "Look, can we can we showcase our culture?" And I just sort of said, "Okay, can we put that in as part of, for example, of our Summer City program or the beginning end of our, our Summer City program?" So working on that kind of thing. So there are. Um, there are any number of different ways in which we can showcase the diversity of our cultures. Mm. And, and to me, that just makes our city all the richer. It makes mm. people stand taller, stand prouder and say, hey, this is my culture and I'm able to, sh- to, to, show, it, to show it off and showcase it to the yeah. rest of Wellington. Yeah. And I just say, kapa, that's fantastic.
0: It's fantastic, indeed. I think part of that is, <clears throat> whereas the Indian and Chinese communities have, which is actually quite a large number mm. of communities. The smaller yep. communities tend to um, have trouble in terms of accessing those funds as well mm. as um, sh- mm. being able to showcase. Mm. So, as uh, currently, uh, we actually get, uh, we've discussed this in the show in the past. Uh, the uh, funder module is not actually um, really designed for uh, for for those um, cultures. How would you change that? Mm.
2: So I guess what you're saying is that some of the um, people saying, well, look, I want to put something on, and it's just not getting across the line in terms no, of, yes, uh, of grant funding. No, yes, smaller ones, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, I suppose one of the things that we could do is actually say we want to out- specifically allocate some funding for, if you like, ring fence some funding for those sort of smaller, um, you know, maybe it's less than a X number of people or whatever it might be um, type of events, but at least to put a little bit more of a spotlight on them, that's probably the first... Immediate thing, um, but I think the other bit is if we if we have a um, a, a direct representative arrangement, whether it's the, you know whether it's an advisory group or whatever, that's a way structurally of making sure that we can continue to advocate for. We want to be able to showcase um, our cultures, um, and 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 that will be um, that will be a really positive step forward. The other one is um, I've pitched to um, a lot of the embassies now, and I acknowledge that we embassies only represent. A small proportion of the diversity of our of our community but it's still 50 different uh, 50 different embassies and i said to them look um we've got a, a festival coming up which do you remember the lantern festival which was absolutely mm. awesome yes and we ju- just snuck it in before COVID arrived and of course the last about three or four attempts have been COVIDed out but yes. it's coming back soon but it'll be bigger and better yeah. and one of the things i said is i want to see i want to pitch to the embassy and said look can we help you to get involved in showcasing your food your culture your music, um, your lanterns, um, and that's the, that's one of the things. I mean, so we can we can we can use festivals. We could use you know the, the mm-hmm. likes of cuba Duper, We can use those kind of things. again going? Let's showcase the diversity of the of, of the mm-hmm. the cultures that there are in our community. So it doesn't have to be a separate thing. Sometimes sometimes it could be no, but sometimes it could be, hey, we can be part of something bigger. You know, as I said summer city, um, the lantern festival, the cuba Dupa, whatever whatever. Um, Newtown Festival, you know, th- th- mm. these kind of things are some big opportunities to showcase yep. um, the diversity of our cultures. And that's what uh, yeah. i be really keen to do. How m- about youth, about Youth?
1: Yes. Like a Festival for the Future was one and targeted yeah, youth yeah, we, and we, other we, festival. Yeah. How you will support youth within you?
2: Yeah, well, we supported um, our personally supported uh, Festival for the Future um, very strongly. And actually, they will be one of the first. So it'll be, it was a three year um, initial uh, support. Mm-hmm. And it will be one of the first uh, major festivals or major um, conferences, if you like, to go into Takina um, mm. in um, in July next year. So that that will be be very very exciting. I don't know if you had anything specific in mind, um, but I think one of the other things I probably say is um, what I'd like to to see uh, is that I mean, from a youth perspective, it's it's really important to talk about the the future, um, and I think that we we need the opportunity of being able just to showcase ideas and test ideas—it's almost the TED Talk type mm. format, uh, which I'd like to see us do on a on a, a regular basis. So that people are just throwing ideas around, flying kites, and some of those ideas get people to go, "Yeah, no, don't don't like that," but others they go, "Oh, no, that's got some that's got some real merit." Mm. And I just think that's all part of us having conversations as a community, mm. um, because too often the conversations are antagonistic. Um, but sometimes if you can just go in a, in a safe space just going, Oh we're just gonna we're just gonna fly fly some kites and mm. some of those kites will go, actually that's something that's really got really got some merit for our city.
1: Just just on the notes of the youth things talking, if you get elected again in the mayoral positions, will you be accessible for the youth to have a kind of like let's say TikTok or Instagram, Facebook
0: chat with them?
2: Yeah, a no. Kind always, of a always, channel? always happy to do that. Okay, always that's happy. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I will yeah. get back to you in that. No, no, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just a quick follow up on that. I was just quick, um, looking at the uh, uh, Cantor um, recent poll yep. about yep. that. How do you yep. feel about that?
2: Oh look, I mean, I, I think what I think what it says is, is that this is um, in, this could go any which way. I mean, it was relatively early in the election campaign. It's a it's a shortish, thank heavens, uh, election, <laughs> election campaign. It's <laughs> pretty intense, um, uh, and it um, you know, I mean, there's a, a big margin of error there, and and actually. They said there were 47% of people undecided or, or not voting. Now, well, I, now, I'm going to go, mm, I'm going to say I don't believe that 47%. I, you know, given that probably 60% of the people won't vote. How, how about uh, this I, I re- I'd be surprised it was less than 80% who weren't decided. Oof.
0: Um, yeah. That's quite a statement. Um. Well, no, 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 in all, in all seriousness,
2: <laughs> given 60% don't are unlikely to vote, you know, in, in the past, you know, we've had about 40%-ish turnout. So mm. let's say that's repeated. Right. Well, 47% mm. who... So they're not going to vote or haven't decided. It's a little on the low side. So that would mean a great turnout, which would be fantastic. So no, I'm, not, I'm not sure I'm believing that.
0: Um, as far as the <laughs> yeah. youth are concerned, there's a, a there's a, a national supporters, so 38% of your your voter base and main aged 55 plus are 34%. It shows here. But there is no number for youth whereas the other two have, have got a number. Does oh, that worry you I, I, no, at I all?
2: Haven't, I haven't actually seen those numbers, so right. you are giving me something I haven't seen. Uh, yep. No, it's available as... I mean, does that does that number worry you? Look, I, I mean, you always want to be supported by people across the board. Um, of course. Yeah, so, you know, um, all I've got to do is keep on trying to say um, that I'm the best person to do the job. Um, I've got a, a very, very clear uh, vision for the city. Um, I am getting the job done, um, and I... In my view, there's too many cliches being um, presented by mm-hmm. by the others. Um, but you know, people are going to have to make their judgment as to who they um, who they want. But what I can promise is, I will I will give 110% to the city. That's what I've always done. I'll try and do my best for it. Um, and I will. I'm determinedly get things done, which I'm, I've got to say I've seen in the past, including from one of my rivals. Um, anything but that.
1: Awesome. Cool. Uh, Andy, thank you so much for this Corey. It was very lovely to have you in the studio. We are coming on the end of the time so what we usually before we end, it, we give the last minute for the guest to say what they want. So what's your last message, message to our audience?
2: Look, I'm uh, 100% committed to our city. I love the city. It's an incredible privilege to be uh, your mayor. Uh, I've been through the, been through the mill. It's been a very, very tough uh, year, uh, three years for, for everybody, um, but through pipes, pandemics, uh, all the political challenges that have been, I've got things done that our city needed to do to get done. So, you know, getting on with fixing the pipes, getting on with sorting out the infrastructure, um, making those big decisions, making sure that we are a, a low carbon, uh, low, uh, low waste city. That's a really, really important part of the infrastructure. I've got, uh, got deals on, on transport from the government and on fixing our social housing as well. Uh, we're now in a position or will be in a position to build a lot more houses, which I know is really, really important to, to the whole community. Um, and that's about driving action, and that's what our what, that's what our city need. Um, and then the other bit is just make sure that our, our central city comes back to life again. You know, our suburbs are really really important too. They've all got their own unique characteristics, but driving to bring that that central city fully back to life with it you know the new the buildings which are coming on stream supporting our arts culture and events Mm. um we've got so much so much work that's been done opening youth centers and and community centers in the central city making it a safer place for people to 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 live work and play and Mm. i I think our city's got a fantastic future um but it needs a leader who understands the city and who understands the council and that uh, with due respect to the others is me
1: Cool. Thank you so much, Andy. And thank, we you, Andy. thank you, Andy. Really appreciate you coming in. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We we've, we've invited the other candidates, and yes. um, I think uh, you were the first one to actually respond. And we really appreciate you for uh, coming mm-hmm. down. And that's and, a pleasure. And and uh, and and our li- listeners, I'm sure, will actually appreciate it. Yeah. So, and and thank you. Well,
2: thank you.
1: Thank you and wish you all the best.
2: Thank you very much. Good Cheers. night. Cheers.
1: Thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Kia ora for listening to this and keep watching our social media for the next coming episodes or the guests that we will bring to you. And thank you for co hosting this, Ben and Kakite. And we see you later. Kakite.
2: Kakite.